What's good, everybody? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by DistroKid. They are the go-to for digital music distribution and the easiest way for musicians to get your music onto Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, TikTok, YouTube, and more. They offer unlimited uploads, and artists keep 100% of their earnings in stores 10 to 20 times faster than any other distributor. Fastest payouts. They help out with automatic splits, cover song clearance, and all kinds of other amazing tools and templates to help you get the most visibility for your releases. I dig this company and really appreciate their business model that offers more features than any other distributor at the most affordable price possible for solo musicians, bands, studio artists, DJs, and any other creators that are producing music in their home. And they also offer label services as well. They're distributing over a third of the world's digital music at this point. And the best part about DistroKid sponsoring the podcast is that they are offering Dan Cable Presents listeners 30% off your first year of membership, making their already affordable services even cheaper. Check out the link in the episode notes. I will also put it in my Instagram bio in the link tree. Click that link and it will give you 30% off your first year of service. Super stoked to have DistroKid sponsoring the podcast and can't thank them enough for their support of this thing. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by Produce Row Cafe here in Portland, Oregon. This has become one of my favorite local hangs because they have free music every Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. and Sunday afternoons 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. They are located in inner southeast Portland, and not only do they offer free music on their their large patio setup, but they've also got a killer brunch menu from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. The French toast and the breakfast sandwich are lights out, and I can't really do much alcohol personally, but I love their Virgin Bloody Marys, and they've got some other mocktails for folks like me as well, as well as the the real deal cocktails, mimosa flights, and all the goods. So come on out for brunch or come out in the evening for the new warm weather cocktail menu featuring lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, tons of outdoor patio space, and good eats. Big thanks to Produce Row Cafe for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's do it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Once again, if this is your first time listening, thanks for checking out the show. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support this thing in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes, clicking write a review, giving the podcast five stars if you feel like it is deserving of so. And that will help propel this thing into the tops of those iTunes charts, which will give it more visibility on the national and international levels helping strangers find the podcast great way to contribute to the growth and the sustainability of this thing appreciate the hell out of all the folks that have already taken the time to do that if you are listening elsewhere you can just hit 
like, subscribe, follow, wherever you're listening from. And uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify now if that's your preferred place of listening. I've also been dropping some monthly playlists there every first of the month, trying to keep those spread out genre-wise. I will put the links in the episode notes for those, along with the links for the Dan Cable Presents t-shirts and mugs, as well as the link for my guest this week, episode 260. Portland, Oregon-based rock and roll band 40 Feet Tall are on the show. Had such a fucking fun hang with these dudes. So good to be in the room with the band. Haven't had the opportunity to do this in the flesh much with people lately. I think the last band hang I did which was uh, with Stoner Control, and that was a few months back, so... Great to get to to hang out with these dudes. Everybody was a stranger to me in this band, except for Jack, who I had run into on on several occasions. So cool to get to know these dudes and and where the music comes from. I appreciate them opening up their space and and being super kind. Had so many good laughs with these guys, and uh, just nice to have. A fun, laid-back, relaxed one, and they've got a great record out called A Good Distraction that's out on all the streaming services. I would encourage you to check out the record if you dig what you hear in this episode and the songs featured throughout. It is called A Good Distraction, so those links will be there as well. We will get into the chat momentarily. Hope everybody is doing well out there. We're about to hit this insane heat wave in Portland, Oregon up here. Definitely the uh, the hottest temperatures that I have seen it up here. And I guess it will be the hottest temperature on record since 1985. Looks like this coming Sunday is set to be at this point 111 degrees. The previous record in Portland being 107 so it is uh it's getting hot up here so find ways to stay hydrated and uh especially if you're doing some boozing drink some drink some extra water out there also if you were planning to come see some music this sunday at produce row we've actually uh canceled it because of the heat and we're going to reschedule the karen ann appearance which was supposed to be this sunday june 27th so that is postponed. But if you are in the Portland area, you want to see some free music going on at Produce Row. Usually that is happening every Wednesday night from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And every Sunday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., singer-songwriters, DJs, beat makers, some jazz outfits. We just had Fox and Bones there, great folk duo, all kinds of different music going on over there. This coming Wednesday, June 30th, Rose Gerber will be there with a trio and then produce row is closed for the 4th of july and then july 7th inky shadows jazz duo will be there july 11th got blair borax and new victorian couple great singer songwriters july 14th sherbert and i don't know will be there couple great djs and then july 18th gaspar great producer from here in Portland, Oregon, will be DJing that day. So uh, stay tuned for more dates. The Produce Row 
information will be in the episode notes as well so you can stay up to date on that calendar but free music every wednesday and every sunday over there at produce row that's all the introduction ramblings we are going to get into this thing episode 260 40 feet tall is on the podcast and you can see 40 feet tall here in portland oregon next friday july 2nd they are going to be at the new 722 club which i hear is a pretty great spot and they're going to be there with less gold tickets are available i'll put that link in the episode notes as well so if you're in the portland area and you are looking to maybe break out of your quarantine funk and go see a live show for the first time this one would be a good one to do so july 2nd 40 feet tall we're gonna go ahead and kick this episode off with the first track off of the 40 feet tall a good distraction record it's called rain machine let's do the damn thing Thank you. 
guys are ready to dive into this thing. No nudity. <laughs> no, there will not be any nudity. On, on, I mean, not that anybody else is going to see. But in your mind. Is that usually like a disclaimer that has to go up before 40 feet tall productions? For all of you sitting at home listening, we're all naked right now. <laughs> it's the first episode we've ever done naked. naked we just wanted podcast. to feel it's 108 degrees outside. What are we supposed to do? And yeah, we just went for it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just naked in a basement, not even in a pool. Yeah. It was the move. For sure. Naked and afraid the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very stoked though that I get to actually like hang out with you guys in person. It's been a long time since I've gotten to do yeah. uh things in person let alone like a band hang mm-hmm. the band hangs are very interesting to try to navigate over zoom uh, oh my sure. god yeah. <laughs> doing a lot of that <laughs> yeah we've been a lot of the we've zoom been doing yeah, interviews and it's as well it's a lot of like yeah no you uh, oh oh uh. yeah not so much you get the, the technical difficulties change. yeah what do you say yeah. <laughs> oh i was just saying <laughs> technical the, the time change like usually sucks i mean it's like if you're doing like a interview on the east coast and then we had to be here like at least once at like right fucking 6 a.m yeah <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i did one in uh with this producer from australia and that was very confusing about trying to set up the time about like what time i was actually going to be starting this mm-hmm. podcast it's like <laughs> we we went through many iterations of like trying to figure out what time it was and this was just east coast time it's only three hours yeah. <laughs> but we we're like is it ahead is it behind yeah is it noon our time is it noon their time <laughs> our manager finally was just like just it, this is the pacific time that yeah. you go on yeah. <laughs> like, thank there. you <laughs> And then no there's like, yeah, then there's the whole part of trying to get everybody's audio because it's like better if, if yeah. I can get the band or the person I'm talking to to record their own audio right, and send yeah. it to me separately so we can have like this clean feed and right, it doesn't right, feel right. all weird. Yeah, yeah instead of like yeah. the Zoom. Yeah, oh. but it'll be like yeah. three out of the five of the band members have a setup and the other two ended up in the same room with each other. And it's just like, it's a real we mess logistically. The, the zoom lean in. To get yeah. the I had an interview with a guy and I didn't, I thought it was like a podcast and then it was like a video and I was supposed to be recording myself with my phone and then I had bad internet reception. So I like sat in a park and it was just super busy with gardeners and <laughs> like people right around. I'm like, I'm this so is the base interview. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I was like, I'm sorry. Like I was huge. I would be sitting there. Then you just hear like a, like a truck go by with like ladders rattling on it. I was like, I'm so sorry <laughs> about where I'm at right now. It's, it's foliage. But at man. least it looked pretty outside. It looked really yeah. nice. It looked like I was in a forest and then you just hear a truck rumble. through. <laughs> Those are the loggers. <laughs> Stoked to get to hang with you guys, though. I feel like the the forty feet tall name has been on my my radar for a while, and mm-hmm. I've I've ran into you a lot, Jack. I feel yeah, like I feel like I town, see you uh, like all the time, either. at least Are before a, in the yeah, before times, especially guy. especially when the library was going on at Growlers. <gasps> yeah, I felt like I was seeing you over there. I definitely was Rest there because I we peace. used to live like three blocks from there. Okay, so I was going to a lot of shows yeah. there. And I work like two, or I right. used to work two blocks from oh, there. So work for the same company, but seven virtues. Does no. anyone know what's going on with that spot? 
Is it like? Oh, it's just like gone. They're it's probably a parking lot like, right now. There. Yeah, yeah no. it's, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. Oh, it's so oh. sad. That was like one of the coolest up and coming venues too. Oh. I love that spot. It was, yeah, it was very fun. It was we like the our... liquor store, but like before anybody knew about the liquor store. Right. Yeah. yeah. House show vibe to it. Yeah. Totally. It was like, totally. But sounded good. Right. So yeah. it was like that awesome mix of things that you're always looking for as a band. Yeah, like man. this feels like a house show, but and now the liquor store sucks. It's like midnight oh. society. The liquor store's gone. Yeah. No. It's there's something else in the place of it i yeah. no, it's called midnight society we yeah, don't know if it, it sucks because we haven't been there so let's not uh, say anything, <laughs> anything bad about that, that tries to replace the liquor store i just want to say that that was not <laughs> i didn't say yeah <laughs> that was some dude just jumped just into the, some Dan. dude jumped in the room i did not that. say anything about <laughs> Who was that? liquor store. i i liked the liquor store too i just it no, was I, like I, it's hard to play there or it was when we were trying to book and the library was a little easier yeah yeah we got our halloween show booked at the library and then they closed oh man yeah that was right that was that's right that was the oh most God, brutal thing that. to have to let all of everybody know that their shows were canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was, I can't imagine for you. It was not. It was not fun. Yeah, that was what devastating. Happened, like, I think all every, of a sudden, just some the, fire. The, the landlord right? was yeah, just like uh, nothing. Yeah, yeah, landlord but was, it was not bullshit, the landlord, stoked yeah. about trying to renew the the lease with the people that were yeah. running the space and everything. So he was yeah. probably trying to cash out too. It probably, Say before probably we, shook out at the right time. Yeah. Actually, that's like, probably true. Yeah. The pandemic may have shut it down anyhow. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, oh, that's so true. But they had but, such a good patio that they could have been doing. Yeah, fun. yeah, for sure. We even did like the last few shows. We did some patio shows mm. before they completely like. They were like no, sent no. it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck it, let's oh, go. Damn. Would it be Man, cool to use that blue, that blue uh, mic cover? Oh yeah! Go ahead. Hell yeah! Do you just want to have a mic cover? Yeah, I know. Said I said red was my second favorite color. Blue is my first. I want you to be happy. I'm so happy. Right yeah, now. I'm even happier now. <laughs> Especially after you, like I said, such an enthusiastic checking of the mic. I feel like you should get the notes. microphone, the microphone um, covering, the windscreen that you would like. I'm actually sponsored by Sure. <laughs> That's our love, drummer. He's I'd sponsored love, by Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I would love if that wasn't a Sure mic. That would be my favorite. I, like, I don't think it is. No, it's a Sennheiser. <laughs> Perfect. That's a wrap. That's yeah. my beat song, hey, buddy. Great to be here. Have this yeah. record out. It's called a good, good distraction. It's very good. Very good. Uh, I've been geeking out on the record a lot, though, knowing that I was going to hang out with you guys, and I checked it out when it came out, too, but the last week or two, I've been listening to it heavy in headphones and driving yeah. around listening to it and it's uh it fucking rips it's Thanks. really cool thank you yeah, yeah. yeah. We appreciate big that big shout out to <laughs> david pollock for producing the shit out of it yeah man engineering uh, former guest of the podcast david oh yeah did this thing and cool. uh that dude is super talented yeah he's and, so cool. crazy uh, wizard yeah, yeah definitely want to get into more of the record and like working with david but i'd love to just kind of start with how 40 feet tall came to be a thing and take it back <laughs> yeah. to that time. Um, I think we started, Jack and I started the band in 2011 with some other members. And uh, we were wee little lads. Wee little lads. In and high we, school. <laughs> uh, it, there was like this fun ra- fundraiser thing that we were trying to put on for like we're trying to buying raise acreage money. in the rainforest. Yeah. Okay. And we were like, we need a band. Where are you located at this point? We were Los, in Los Angeles Los at this Angeles. time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we were like, uh, 
let's let's play some music yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of like, live music would be really cool to have and all the parents like yeah we should definitely figure that out and then i think they also kind of pushed their hand Absolutely, and yeah. like you guys should do a band yeah. and we were like that sounds rad yeah well we've, we've been, we've been jam- wanting we've been jamming to. for a while or for a bit and then i don't know i guess just maybe like starting a band sounded kind of scary yeah and then yeah we were just like i it it was a good like it's a good deadline. Forced into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you both just playing guitar at that point? We... Yeah, we... Well, you were playing... I was mostly piano. I started with classical piano okay. at like six. And then I got into guitar at like 13. And then around... I don't know what age I was in 2011. I don't remember. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, but I've been playing guitar for a few years then. And Cole was playing guitar. And then... Mm. I, I don't remember what exact nucleus it was. Besides that there was a fundraiser. And we were like we should start a band for this. Yeah. Let's just do it. And now we have to come up with at least six songs. <laughs> yeah. Were you guys playing covers for that or were you actually writing some originals? We played originals? a few covers. I think, I think we, we did we half did some... and half. I think we wrote three. Yeah. I think we wrote three. <laughs> and then... Uh, Brett yeah. just fucking put down the hammer. Yeah. He said, Jack, speak into the motherfucking mic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is this better? Is this better? Is this better? I'm, uh, sorry. I'm sorry, Brett. So I don't know if you wanted that mouth. to be behind the scenes. But <laughs> no, it's okay. You can just go ahead. No, I'm no, bad. I'm sound call quality. Him, you call yeah. him right out. You call him right out. He listens to the most podcasts. He's like, I can tell when somebody's not talking into their mic. Yeah. Anyway, I could go on a whole sidebar there. But... Yeah, so we started it to play this fundraiser. I think our first song that we covered was a Black Keys song. Mm, yeah, I think Black was, Keys maybe. Pretty sure uh, it was Tighten Up. Some Hendrix okay. song. And we did, did we do Seven Nation Army that first time? Was that Probably. I think that was like, Probably, we were like, yeah. Jack White, the Black Keys, like, let's just go for it. Yeah. Probably did Hey Joe. We did, we totally yeah. did. I feel and then like we did, those are all the influences that come through in like the yeah. early music too. Exactly, like, yeah. Thank you for saying early music. <laughs> so we've been uh, trying to get away from that vibe since we became adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, how, look how far from the we've come. Dad rock, PBR rock. <laughs> I don't know. Really just the blues rock that yeah. was like our original thing. Yeah. Now Which Jack I, has some I don't I'm not super ashamed of, but oh, um, I mean I listened to the self titled EP and then yeah. the red dress yeah. stuff as well earlier today. And I think there's a lot of cool songs yeah. there. And like it's obviously like good music and yeah. good songwriting. The musicianship is is solid. It just seems like it's so far record. from what we are. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, the good distraction record just seems like it's in this whole other yeah. place, and there's this whole different attitude to it. And I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's even feeling old now too. Yeah, yeah. we, it's we such, got a lot of we got a lot of <laughs> realizing we have such huge gaps in between all of our records. I actually yeah. just like hit me with how like there's like almost four or five years in between each mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um, so we're putting out a record tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. So how did things progress after you know you guys got together? Pl- to play that played, first yeah. show. We played. I mean, we did the classic kind of LA stuff for like all of high school, and then a little bit into college, kind of when we would come back from school for summers or whatever. Did the whole Sunset Strip stuff. Did you do all did, the pay to play shows? Oh, that's God, exactly yes. what we did. Oh, yes. Just, this is my world. Really? Ah, well, <laughs> we, we were not the biggest fans yeah. of it. Not then, Brutal. not now, not ever. Well, I mean, it was it was incredible to like play, you know, the Troubadour and the yeah. Whiskey and the Roxy and all that stuff. But then like 
but the amount of stress we had, oh, dude, I still remember they'd be like, you you're paying out of pocket if you don't sell or it's 500 bucks. And you're yeah. like, what? I'm, yeah. I'm 16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paid a lot of money to pay the, play those venues. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. when you think about it as at least me, now that I'm like on both ends of it at times, like, wow, they were making a shit ton of money off of us. And oh, we made dude. like a hundred bucks maybe at a show and they made like 600. And then we and couldn't even drink at their bar. We, yeah. They'd kick us out because we're all under 21. Those and we'd have to hang out yeah. outside of the venue. <laughs> Those it fucking was, promoters that like had such a monopoly on that shit. Yeah. It was this is so easy for them. Yeah. Well, because I think they could operate money. from going just like, hey, Hendrix played on this stage. Come play. And it's like... Well, also, like, there was no curation to any of that shit. Totally. So you there, just play with, like, six other bands. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it was never a good lineup. And then I think that was one of the things that we really liked about... I mean, I'm kind of going out of order here. In San Francisco, Brett and I used to play in a band, but about here was that the bills were a little bit more, like, cohesive. So yeah. you'd stay for a show. Right. <laughs> and in L.A., it was like you'd see your, your friend or... And then everybody your thing, bails. And then everybody man. bails, and it's, like, this weird, like hide in the yeah, venue absolutely. of you're watching just like this cycling yeah. of people there's just like absolutely no way to build any community with other bands yep. that way yeah because it's so. like so competitive and yeah. like you should stay and you're like i should but i yeah. don't want to yeah, yeah. Like, which it seems like it's and i'm not allowed it's, there seems to be a, like obviously i mean there's always been cool scenes there but definitely the pay to play is like no one wants to do that anymore yeah there's probably enough people that stand up against it yeah. where it doesn't make sense anymore exactly. but i'm sure there's hopefully like I lived out in the suburbs like 40 miles east of Los Angeles. So oh, it was shit. like even harder to get people, like to get, convince 50 people to drive out from the Inland Empire, like Riverside, <laughs> California to, yeah, to yeah. Hollywood for the night is is a rough oh, yeah. That's, that's, a, a, rough that's a tough sell. <laughs> well, I spent a lot of time out in, uh, it was uh, fudge. Um, Thank you. No cursing on this podcast. Uh, no, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it clean. <laughs> it was it was Inland Empire though, for sure. Uh, well, there's yeah. Corona. And that's where I'm from. Okay, Corona. Come on, list there's list off some more. Chino, it started with an F. Hemet, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Fontana. Fontana. That oh, was that's it. a good there one, man. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say like Fulton or something. Pretty sure like that. Fontana was like supposed to be the uh, original basis for the town in Breaking Bad. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I literally used to base this like a, a musician. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah, it's a real, it's a real cool spot out there. In oh Fontana. yeah. No, I met some dudes who are actually also in a really good band called uh, Plantasia that are making a lot of good sounds. Check them out. Um, but yeah, no, I met this guy in Santa Cruz, and like he kind of brought me out there for a bit during the summer, and it was just like such a trip to experience that sort of lifestyle of like yeah your commute no matter what is going to be an hour to yeah. go do anything so were you guys all in california uh, yes yeah. okay in different yep. stages we're, ian and i are both from northern california and then cole and jack grew up in southern yeah, southern california right on yeah, yeah. So how did you guys all dorks. end up meeting that's where it gets fun uh <laughs> brett and i went to college together and then so cole went to college here in portland at lewis and clark the band took a hiatus because they yeah. all went and did. And then I went thing. to school in San Francisco, and that's where I met Brett. And then Brett and I were in a band in San Francisco because I graduated before Cole. And so we were doing that in San Francisco for a while. And then Cole graduated and was like, let's do 40 Feet Tall again. And then the band in San Francisco was breaking up at the time. <laughs> and I was like, Brett, yo, the ba- the original basis for 40 Feet Tall is also in college and is like kind of done and gave the blessing to like move on without him. Do you, do you want to move to Portland? <laughs> yeah. 
And then so the, the, they yes. came up, and I showed him how inexpensive an IPA was. And yeah, we went to a bar, and it was like twenty bucks for five drinks, and we were like, <laughs> "We're here." <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was like it was fifteen bucks yeah. for five gin and tonics, and I said, "Yeah, we're getting the hell out of San Francisco." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bartender amazing. was like fifteen dollars, and I was like, "Each," and he's like, "No, total." <laughs> That's so Street Pub, Honestly, baby. fifteen bucks each, like compared to some you know San Francisco prices. Yeah, yeah it's probably much. still fair. <laughs> yeah, it was. Cra- I remember before we left, beers were like eight bucks, and this was in like twenty. Oh no, it's even 17? more so terrible now. Yeah, when I was down in San Jose visiting my mom, Penelope and I went to a bar, and it was like, I mean, granted, we went to some random wine bar in the middle of Santana Road, but it was still just like ridiculous, like nine bucks for a beer at this restaurant, mm-hmm. and like it wasn't even that nice of a beer. It tasted like band aids. <laughs> like band aids. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. I wish I wish I had like a visit San Jose sponsorship ad for this moment (laughs) (laughs) insert Santana Row where you can look rich and not be (laughs) where you can be a yuppie too (laughs) but no joke I almost got run over by like a Lamborghini and then some like Maserati just crossing the street hell yeah and it was so common because like I almost got hit and then I like turned away and then like like, I was just like whoa that car is really nice. And like the guys, you know, yelling at me, flipping me off and shit. And then like, I'm just hey, fuck like, fuck you, buddy. Hey, nice car. Hey, cool car, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, yeah, kept walking. <laughs> but damn it, I should have let him hit me. And then. So were you guys, Brett and Ian, playing music together in California? Did you guys know each other? No. no not at all. Yeah, we moved up here. Or I'm, Jack and I moved up here. Um, and uh, the original drummer Stevie was up here, and we were playing together for. There's an original guy. Mm, I don't like to talk. About it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I no, we all, yeah, <laughs> we're all homies, <laughs> except for when Stevie and Ian fight bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Um, Ian and I are going to do a bonus episode. Yeah, <laughs> we can just do the audio of that fight and send it yeah. to you. I should I should get Stevie on the line. Though, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. like how is it yeah. actually? I'm still yet to win one of those. He's like the Dave Mustaine of the band. He's like just pissed. But, no. but we did play shows with Ian's um, his old? other band. Other yeah, my, my exes. His exes, yeah, <laughs> Pulp Romance. And I remember oh, we okay. were playing at the show with them. They played, and I remember seeing Ian. I was like, this guy, he's fucking rips <laughs> he rips on the cans um uh and uh and i just remember being like this guy is so cool uh he was also a great dude and then i just was like yeah we're gonna i, I have a feeling like yeah. we're gonna you play told us drums with that, this guy that night or like the next night or something yeah I was, like, I was like i just feel like i just feel like we're gonna be hanging out with this guy yeah. uh and then like a few weeks later stevie just told us he didn't want to play uh drums anymore and so then i was like Stevie is out. Ian, I just know it. He's in. And then this guy's this guy's in. And we like we we wooed him. Like, hey, you want to just like, would you fill in for one show? Hey, would you fill in for another show? Hey, would you just be our drummer? And then uh, I wanted to. From yeah, the were you start. were you pretty I, into it? Oh, one hundred percent, man. I mean, like, first of all, dudes in Pulp Romance, I absolutely have no animosity to him at this point. Like, they're all great. <laughs> but yeah i love them all to death but yeah there was just like a changing of the tide you know and it's like i feel like i was a part of 
probably like the nth outfit that existed with pulp like they went through so many outfit members yeah. and different names and whatnot yeah i mean they always kept like pulp romance love for joy. the most part but yeah, it was but like before that there was the like the love yeah joy it was love joy i actually played a show with them when i was in a band in high school from california i don't think i realized that. What? Yeah, when they were love joy and i was in a band called sap laughter <laughs> far out man <laughs> yeah and we like we played a basement show up here and it's so weird thinking about that because they all look so different but um yeah you know it was like I was kind of phasing out of that group, like just a lot of creative differences there, just not that great of a dynamic. All good people and good musicians, it just wasn't a good mix. And, you know, 40 Feet Tall was definitely feeling that void that I had. God, this sounds so much like a marriage story. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I got We did admit, court you, know, you like a relationship. Yeah, we were yeah, like, yeah. do we tell him we like him or do we like wait for him to give us more information did we buy him drinks this time do we, yeah. <laughs> but do we ask him to pay I, do split it? we made him jealous by inviting another drummer up from another city to come <laughs> yes. try out and he's like what the fuck what are you guys Cypress doing like, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. His name is <laughs> Cyrus, he's, Cyrus. he's, he's a, a good friend, friend of ours, ours. Yeah. <laughs> like he's but, also a really good drummer yeah he lives in LA so he'll also be on the bonus episode can we just have like a war episode where it's just like all 40 feet tall drummers that'd be amazing <laughs> that'd be so uh, good but it also yeah. ian was like we tried out several drummers and ian came in and just like was the only one who had a lot of tattoos had, yeah he's the only <laughs> one who looked cool so we, we chose him um <laughs> play for shit but he looks cool. but no like he literally like came in and we like played the songs and he was like just with it and i don't i we told we sent him the songs to try and learn and i don't know if he actually ever learned them or he just was like really good and knew how to play with us so that's the thing i'm thinking probably happened i listened to him a couple times he probably listened to him on his as he's drive over to the house but like <laughs> exactly yeah, we all just we vibed and uh, we, we had tried out a lot of drummers and this this like yeah tryout i guess was just like i just remember looking at brett and jack kind of just like making eye contact like yep yep absolutely. just clicked yeah just worked yeah, yeah. The only thing that was holding me back was I was in like five bands at the time and I was like, I got to consolidate if I can actually commit to this because I treasure you guys as people and I didn't want to be like, you know, overextending myself and not be able to like follow up with it. And then one of the bands I was in called Sea Fox disbanded. So I was like, yep, I'm your guy. I'm in four other bands, but I am your guy. <laughs> so how long has it been this lineup then? It's been two What's, years. Almost. Yeah, it was 2019. Well, technic well, I guess the first show we played with you was Dante's. June something. 17th or 18th years ago, of man. Not 2019. Wasn't yeah. that Valentine's Day? No, 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 yeah, no. That was the pandemic yeah, kind of like throws right off a lot of the math yeah, yeah. Yeah. in terms yeah. of. It's been approximately I, two years, almost exactly two years. I thought it was wow. a little longer. I know there's some like singles from the a good distraction record mm -hmm. that are like two years old. Mm -hmm. So is this the lineup that's on the record? Uh, no. no. So this the the drumming was Stevie. Okay. And uh, yeah, because we recorded it over two years ago at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah ian's been a trooper playing these songs for a long time surprise yeah. i didn't play on the record <laughs> <laughs> but we have another record yeah with ian yeah that is <clears throat> that is in the that works. we're recording demos right now for yeah might uh shoot some over to you oh, <laughs> oh my Whoa. gosh demo. yeah we uh yeah so we recorded it in like november of 2018 okay yeah. and then 
we were like trying to figure out the perfect way to release it and it never there's never a perfect way to release an album so we waited and then as we were getting ready we waited some more and then the pandemic hit and yeah. we waited longer <laughs> yeah 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 and then in the midst of all of that we got a manager and then that's we also waited because he was like let's figure this out let's see what the best options are so <laughs> Ian don't <laughs> so <good>. what <laughs> This uh, episode is sponsored by Davis Family Vineyards. <laughs> Thanks, Cooper. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Cooper. This is what I miss about the the band hangs. The yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes. I don't even know what I was talking about. You so, were just talking about how you just kept pushing the record back, which like, you, you know, to release it and whatnot. Yeah, which, which uh, I mean, really, there's no nothing else about it except that we kept pushing it back, and then. <clears throat> but that means that the shit is old. It is a little old, yeah. So for us, we're kind of like, we love it, but we're also like, we want to do new music. We're proud of it. We're very ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. And we're still playing. We're still going to play the songs that, some of these songs from the record, but we're, yeah, we've written a lot. Also, over the pandemic, all (laughs) we could do was write, so we've written a ton. I was going to ask you guys about that, especially, uh, you all live together? No. Jack and I live together. We have this space. Mm -hmm. So have you guys been able to jam most of the pandemic together mm-hmm. in yeah. and out on and yeah. off uh, but yeah yeah i think starting like fall of 2020 we started to really jam yeah yeah because we had like summer. the whole like in the beginning was it end it was of summer the first yeah it was it was uh it was cold it was we, pl- we practiced yeah with masks on yeah, for, we a had while. To do the mask for a while yeah and then we're like, like oh let's do a bubble and then oh man those first live streams of bands like with the singer singing with the mask on uh, those yeah. are fun huh God. I mean I even do. live streams of singers without masks on is not yeah. fun either like <laughs> fucking live streams yeah. are brutal yeah <laughs> so come watch our live stream on <laughs> <laughs> it's like speaking of that we're trying to do live th- streams weekly yeah <laughs> they're very brutal so please tune in have patience and now we have actual shows happening again yeah. which feels real yeah, like good game live streams and shit it's some good stuff check us out next week when Brett and I will be playing Tetris <laughs> <laughs> yeah if go follow our Twitch <laughs> Ian and I exclusively play old Game Boy games <laughs> <laughs> even before you guys got together though during the pandemic were you all kind of shooting ideas around to each other throughout that a little bit I mean so. Brett and I lived together so we were we were just getting fucked up and doing stupid shit on the computer (laughs) (laughs) which was like kind of a and then we'd like i think cole was being like good about actually working on 40 feet tall stuff (laughs) (laughs) he'd be like yo what do you guys think about this idea we're like that's rad can't wait to jam are you down to jam yet cole (laughs) (laughs) and then cole's like i don't know i gotta check with my house and then we'd be like okay cool we're gonna get fucked up and make sounds on the computer (laughs) it's a vicious cycle (laughs) and then ian would come over and hang out with brett and i i think we we like broke the barrier of like hanging out when we might not have been supposed to i feel like it's okay to tell that now to out yourself yeah Yeah, we're basically outing ourselves like yes we broke the quarantine rules almost the whole time Um, safely broke them we'll cut this part out we know we know better than the cdc (laughs) yeah dude i just trust them you know so it works (laughs) you about to say you're an anti-masker Oh, that's so confusing now because I'm vaccinated, so it's like Grail I can't Earnhardt. be. <laughs> it's can't. all ass backwards now because now the the anti-vaxxers are the ones wearing masks. Right. They're like, oh my god, you're gonna yeah. spread cooties onto us. We don't want your yeah. Anyway, 
you can edit that out. There's <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be a, each segment at the end. Yeah, just edit that one out. <laughs> this is gonna be a 45 minute podcast that you will have five minutes of usable material. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, we yeah we've been working really hard uh, on new songs and stuff, um, and kind of new influences. Ian coming in as a new drummer really like brings in a completely new technique and sound and energy, which then we all adapt. Like, cause we write as a group and as a unit. Um, so when you have another member, it's like kind of a new sound, which we're really excited and looking forward to showing people. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you more. <laughs> so yeah, okay. we're going into different. <laughs> what, what does that look like for you guys as far as the collaboration process? as far as everybody participating in that loud at first (laughs) (laughs) loud a little chaotic someone will bring in something just like hey what do we think and then it just kind of builds from there or sometimes it just stems from like a jam and there's always like kind of this moment where we're playing something and it's we're feeling it or whatever but then like it'll kind of click and we all just like look at each other like Someone get get the recorder. Get the memo. Yeah. Get the memo don't, out. Don't stop. Yeah. Click the record on the it's, phone. It's yeah. it's it's kind of like being at a cookout, and then you get like a plate full of food, and you know you got one of those plates that has like the three little sections on it, uh-huh. and then you know you're just like scrambling to get all you can because there's just like a buffet of food, uh-huh. and then you just uh-huh. make a mess on your plate, and then you start eating things and trying to eat them like separately so you got this chaotic mess and you're just like dividing it and then you find things that mix well <laughs> then you find things that you know definitely taste good on their own and even new ones and, you've never thought about yeah and then you find some green beans under your mashed potatoes that you're like whoa i didn't even know i put these here <laughs> and then it's didn't like know this layer exists so, it all down to the nice cold lemonade yeah oh god i love sweet tea <laughs> but, <laughs> Not even lemonade. I mean, he's the best at starting metaphors, but then he finishes them strong too. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, it's we're we're a big old we're we're a a cookout massive sounds basically. (laughs) We normally start with like just a riff or like a beat. We try and make Ian start with a beat, but normally he'll wait for one of us to start something and then he'll. Start drumming to that. I'm shy. <laughs> well, we always, yeah, we always, like, before we practice, like, the songs we know, we, like, warm up, and, like, someone's, like, as someone's, like, tuning, other people are playing, then, you know, I'll start doing something, and he'll come with me, and then all of a sudden Jack pops in, and it's all of a sudden we're playing something and, like, listening to each other, and it feels good, and then we'll do that, and we won't, we'll record it, maybe won't touch it for a week or two, and then we'll have another practice where we start like, like oh these six these months. two go yeah these two go together great and that's <laughs> i knew that was gonna come back oh, jack yeah that was perfect uh, Came that's in. what we need the video <laughs> said, for fuck you Brett. <laughs> you put the Hold mic, the mic that's, that's, that's our relationship is uh calling each other out uh, equally and brutally <laughs> they're absolutely and the married couple you and i will just kind of cower in the corner yeah the jack and i are the parents we actually did officially get married at one point don't worry, sure, yeah. we cower in the corner well, together. Um, <laughs> Officials is <laughs> holding each other close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, way to uh, way to get me off track on something important, you assholes. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. he was talking about the music. Yeah, the I was talking actually process. about music. Uh, but yeah, the way a lot of times we like will take multiple um, practice, like just like warm ups, and just throw them together at some point, and like they just fit, and then alter transitions and stuff mm-hmm. around that 
we're good at getting two thirds of the song done, and then that last third is tough. Mm-hmm. Kind of just like that's when it feels like it's like, oh, this is work now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we kind of have to, you know, we're really trying to listen to like form wise what what works, what doesn't. How do we how do we bring in the vocals? How do we you know transition? What kind of harmonies? What kind of layer? And then yeah. you know, then you're like, once we have all that done and we're doing the demos, we're like does this need a keyboard because mm. or w- will we actually add a keyboard to this and that's when it gets fun but also do we need it's... do we need to tap a beer cane in this track and the answer <laughs> yeah. is yes Sur- surprise that yeah i saw that video yeah. <laughs> it, it honestly sounded it's, really when cool. you listen well, we'll show you later but like it does sound like bongos nice it's crazy <laughs> are you guys usually always recording rehearsals in some capacity but, uh, we know a lot like with the voice memos like on yeah. the iPhone. Yeah, it's crazy we how good anything those like sound. intricate, but mm-hmm. yeah, we normally will throw to... that on, especially if at first it starts to feel good. Normally, we'll miss the first half of something super great, and then <laughs> we're like, "Damn it, we were not recording." And then yeah. one of us will like get it going, and then we'll get like the gist of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've been saying for months that we have this whole setup and we should record every time we practice, and then every time we practice, <laughs> we're like, "That's a lot of work." Yeah. Mm-hmm. When really all it is is plugging in the computer, mm-hmm. but for some reason there's a mental barrier about getting the computer downstairs, plugging it in and starting. Also, I feel like when we're not recording, all of a sudden a lot cooler things happen. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the second we start yeah. recording, you're not everybody's like conscious and then yeah, it's not as cool. Yeah. So it's like almost maybe we should start the recording 10 minutes before we start practice yeah. and then like put a curtain Or someone just it do it like, like nobody. Yeah, yeah I do that a lot actually. Yeah. No, you I'll like leave recordings on for like the hour and a half. Yeah. But now I have like, no space on 60 your phone. hours of voice memos <laughs> yeah and like i could probably write 10 albums <laughs> but will i go through all that yeah. fuck no <laughs> uh speaking to the uh you know cole you're talking about how the the you'll get like two-thirds of a song done yeah. and then that the rest is the is the hard part i think uh just listening to the music especially the good distraction record i think my my compliment to you guys is uh what you do with the bridges mm. i feel like it doesn't always you know go too far out from like what that original song idea was mm. it doesn't do the uh i feel like it's so easy for like rock and roll bands or indie rock bands to fall into maybe that uh that trap of doing the radio head thing and just mm. sabotaging the sound Mm. and that like works for them and it works for other people but it does like it's it's terrible i think (laughs) when people just throw it in to try to make it work and and it's like so distracting from the song yeah so i appreciate just like the way that you guys do attack like certain bridges in tunes i'm trying to think of the uh particular the particular song like the breakdown section of grin I think is like a cool cool example of that kind of paying homage to the original riff yeah and like you've built up like all this momentum and like what you do in the bridge doesn't derail that momentum
I mean, no, no, we, we keep it in mind. We definitely, no, we appreciate no, no, no. Appreciate that. there's yeah. definitely hours of yelling that's also involved in song and our songwriting. <laughs> I would about, imagine. Like trying to hammer out the especially bridges occurs, and transitions. The yelling usually occurs between Jack and I, <laughs> and then we okay, scare I'll... everybody else with our yelling, and then we calm down and then figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a song called "Figure It Out." We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> I think that also just like shows that you both like really care about the end product though too and totally trying to get no lack of passion here (laughs) about as passionate as Chicago was back in the day the play or the city the band dude (laughs) oh damn fuck (laughs) come on love me some Chicago amazing Uh, but yeah I mean Jack and I have just been friends for so long and lived together for so long and are so similar that we know that we can brutally yell at each other without being afraid that the friendship will end. Right. Whereas like... You're working on it though. You're getting better. I'm getting better. Well, we're both getting better. Me specifically. I I sometimes will snap at Cole and Ian and it's not as okay. And then I have to really apologize and work on myself as a human being. (laughs) And we grow. It is absolutely not as bad as he's making it sound. Let me just put that out there. Yeah. yeah <laughs> He's got sure. It's better. It's gotten better. The name 40 Feet Tall actually spawns from how much growth we've gone through as a band. <laughs> Ian, did you witness this? these uh, types of yelling matches like very quickly after you joined the group? Yeah, kind of. You know, Once he it, said it, yes. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Once he committed. Yeah, as soon as I was actually in the band, it's like, you know when you see those movies of like some person who's into another person and like, they imagine their beautiful, like, you know, yes, we're frolicking through flowers and then we're getting married. And then there's always that after scene where it's like dad's on the couch and a wife beater and the kids are all pissed off. And like, but, but yeah, you know how that always happens, right? Like it was like, as soon as I said yes to 40 feet tall, it was immediately the, like, just. Like Brett and I bare pissed off boxing. dad and pissed off mom and kids smoking cigarette situation, but I loved it, and that's why I'm He's still, still here. here. Yeah, He's still in. Yeah, no, it, I'll admit it did kind of like it startled me off the bat. I was like, wow, this is a situation. We need to work it out. And like you know, there was that one practice where there was a bit of bickering going on, and like afterwards, I was like, you guys all right? Like, is everything okay? And then like. You know, they were both like already making out afterwards. So I was just <laughs> like, oh, wow. Okay. This is just a really healthy relationship. I, I don't like how far we've gone down on this road. <laughs> <laughs> Brett and I argue. It's not that bad. It isn't. <laughs> uh, and it has honestly gotten just way more smooth as uh, the pandemic has eased and other life stressors are not as much in there. Well, you guys have been playing some music together for a while too, so I would assume that uh, you wouldn't keep doing it together yeah. if you didn't really like yeah. totally. playing, exactly. playing with each other well together. and yeah. hanging out with each yeah. other. We work great together. We just sometimes it scares other people how we work together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just didn't know what I was getting into, but you know, I'm Stokes. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, now he, now, he, now he loves it. Yeah, yeah I love it. Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you play back the audio. <laughs> what do you, you guys? Uh, <laughs> what do you guys like attribute to maybe that transition between like the prior records before a good distraction? 
and like that becoming more of the sound like more of the psychedelic and the the angstier heavy shit like what what sparked that move i mean i think the older stuff was us at 17 being super into the black keys and jack white and Jimi hendrix Jimi hendrix and like loving that stuff and then i think you kind of just get we got i think we got sucked into the um i don't know like the la idea of all of these like rock gods and like what you know what it's like to be blah 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 and now it's just like i mean i think also we went to college in the middle of all of that (laughs) right we put out both of the like the self-titled and we did a lot of growing up the red dress before we were done i think in the beginning of when we were in college and a good distraction was like a couple years after we had graduated college yeah Mm -hmm. so i think there's a lot of time and also like meeting a lot of people and like listening to a lot of different music like everything changes in that like from your like 19 to 23 yeah like our whole world changed uh at least for me and everything i listened to changed and i think that like really helped change the direction of like what i was like into and trying to Mm -hmm. like well, and so much of it too guitar. is I think when you're younger, at least for, I don't know, a lot of people like what's, what's cool. What's the trend? What, what makes me seem cool instead yeah. of like, no, I like, I just like this and I'm going to stick to that. Right. Right. I, I think, think as you age, you, you kind of just <clears throat> care less about yeah. what. Also like what are our families listening to? They're like, oh, the True, black yeah. keys are great. Yeah. Like, cool, right. black keys are great. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I said earlier, I think, I think there's good tunes and stuff in those first records. Yeah, I met Jack right before they released. I think one of the records, and they keep ever showing it to me, and I was like, this is sweet. Like, you guys, I feel like get sometimes get down on it, but I, as a person who didn't write any of that music and can be a fan outside of it, I really enjoyed it, and I think they did it well. I think you know, you add new band members and stuff, and so you're gonna write new stuff and grow and. Man, it's just the evolution of music in general. this most recent record that the band is like finding its own voice though and it's not those it's not such a replica of Absolutely. like the black keys thing yeah, or yeah, like yeah. the jack white stuff yeah. you know where it's like oh this is 40 feet tall yeah and it kind of is like starting to know what the fuck it is yeah. and yep. like it has oh, that's this, good to hear it has like this <laughs> yeah. next level of like <laughs> confidence to me to it cool. in, in everything and i think the the other thing i get out of listening to the record is that you're somehow able to capture like this really killer energy in Mm -hmm. the recordings, which is rad because it's also to me, 
even though it can like maintain even like a punk rock attitude and energy, especially in a song like Don't Tell Your Mom, mm-hmm. maybe my favorite track on the record and like should be in like a Tony Hawk press skater soundtrack. <laughs> oh my God, dreams. I would, I would dreams. Dream. I would kill that. I just like hear oh that my in God. my head sometimes. Yeah. Don't tell your mom. <laughs> <laughs> like, so Kickflip 180. Yeah, 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 dude. Absolutely. Alcatraz. Um, dude. But I think, I think there's a, along with the energy captured, there's, a real tightness to the band mm. too. So I think that's a very cool. We've always been pretty adamant about recording live and overdubbing for sure, but every recording session we've done, it's always, yeah, we've it's always all, been yeah. everyone going and feeding off of each other's energy for sure. Cause that, it makes a difference. Definitely. Yeah. And I forgive, I, I, I apologize that uh, you were not part of this experience, so you can't <laughs> chime in too much, but oh, yeah, um, that, what, was it like working with David and like, what do you feel? Do you feel like he kind of just like changed the way you guys approach things to the recording end of things? I mean, yes and no. I mean, he's such a wealth of knowledge. He was like, send me what you want to sound like. And then we'll figure out how to make it sound like that. Yeah. Okay. So he came we and like saw ma- us live too. So he yeah. already knew what we did right, live, right. which I, I mean, I don't know how often that happens, but he was just like there and he's like, he just, I think yeah. he was just that Ella, he just saw what we were doing and yeah. just wanted to capture it and, you know, elevate certain aspects of it. Like he personally like would add like a little synth right here and you're like, that's just like barely noticeable, but yeah. perfectly is what it needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was so really good. good at kind of facilitating, pushing us in a direction that me, we maybe didn't know we wanted to go, but once we got there, we we're like, oh, this is, this feels right. So, Yeah. He's and like he he was like uh, the studio that we recorded at is closed unfortunately but Supernatural Studios well uh, actually and it had a tape it's, machine it's still open but it, they oh. just don't have the equipment in it so you can so rent all it the just cool the space stuff but yeah, yeah it's, it's gone anyway uh, but we recorded on the tape nice which was like a big thing we were trying to do is that the first time that you guys had done that yeah. I believe so I mean we recorded yeah. like it was on a tape into Pro Tools right like uh, we didn't just use a tape. I know some people will be like, did you actually use tape? Like, <laughs> y- yes, but no. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that was like so exciting for us. You're like, oh my God, it's like a real tape machine. Like it's going to have that like natural sound. And he was like a big proponent of that. And then he was good about like letting, uh, letting us know when we messed up and needed to do another take, but also being like, no, I can fix that in post. Nice. Mm-hmm. Or we can do that, which is always nice because like, you want to work with somebody that's going to tell you like the truth yep. and be kind of hard no matter what it is, especially when you're recording and paying for it. Like, I don't want to get, I don't want to find out after we're done that we should have done that again. Yeah. And he was really great about like, you'd be like, should we do it again? And he'd be like, yeah, you could be tighter. And we're like, dope. Thank you for being honest. Yeah. And then he'd be like, no, that's great. We could pull that from here and like do this stuff. And then we had to mix it too. And he was just crazy cool with that yeah it was just like oh my god we'd be like we want this sound and he'd be like oh that's this 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 and this and like make it happen yeah well then what was really fun we got to go to his basement studio um and that was kind of when we added on i did i did like i guess the majority of the vocals there but then i we like just did a ton of like extra random sounds like i mean we were there was a like a, a thumb uh, it's a finger piano finger piano yeah and i was like we put with an input we with with an input we put like some distortion i think it was like a delay pedal or something like that 
and and I like just like yelled into it, nice. and so we kind of just I don't even remember what song that was on, but it was on, on um, Shiner. There's like it's on Shiner a little bit, and then and it's on um, on off. I yeah. still want right, to call that drop right, D. Right, right. <laughs> just <laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah. it was it was just cool to kind of you know in the big studio getting the big sounds, and then we could go into a smaller studio with him and kind of just mess around yeah. and and really kind of get creative with stuff that isn't a guitar bass and drums yeah that on off track is one that i kind of like recognize as like stepping more into the the angstier heavier <laughs> shit that hadn't really yeah. been explored before yeah, yeah. on a record yeah it was the first one we wrote together too yeah ever, yeah the first yeah. one yeah. Was, uh, that i was per- ever totally. involved in and like first i think even like the first day we all practiced together Cole's like check out this sweet riff and then <laughs> And then we were like, God, you that's fucking hard. It's yeah, it was like, it, I remember, well, yeah, Jack and I were like, it's like, so hard to play. And now we play it like nothing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is sweet, sweet vocal pipes. Yeah, I was playing bass and singing in that one. Um, Did you grow up like playing bass, first instrument? Yeah, well, no. I went to like a weird um, school called like a Waldorf school, which is like a weird hippie school. They can Google it. Yeah, you guys can Google it. Um, (laughs) And like third, I remember like I my parents put me into it like in third grade, and they're like, "All right, here's a recorder," and I was like, "What the." what you're making me play a fucking recorder like yeah here's a recorder learn it and also you're gonna like knit your own recorder case and i was like where the hell have my parents sent me <laughs> uh, turns out it was great I, I loved it but like so I, yeah i played like recorder violin cello trumpet uh drums and then i was too loud on the drums so my teacher made me get a bass in high school <laughs> and since then i've just been playing bass ever since i can't i wish i could still play trumpet that's the one my biggest regret is stopping playing trumpet but someday someday but yeah it's been since freshman year of high school i've been playing bass and uh sticking with that one it's always like doug being in that that role laying laying down the groove locking things in yeah it was yeah i guess it just fit like i don't think i'm that like i can play guitar but i'm not good and i can play bass and i think i'm decent at bass so it just feels right and like that's why like i i also feel like i knew ian was the right fit for the band because like he just matched what i felt yeah like and so i was just like this is just this is the guy um yeah because this I, is a freaking guy i gotta imagine your Don't. input becomes like pretty high on the list when you're talking about bringing in the other piece of the rhythm section so yeah, yeah. definitely i mean we all agreed pretty quickly went on the people that we tried out that they were not the right ones except for Ian where we were like we really want we him. definitely How do we make it there was one guy who really liked corn so we 
we really and you didn't got close get them? to to <laughs> getting him on the. But then Ian was like, "I don't like corn," and we were like, "All right, you're in." <laughs> <laughs> Ian, do you remember like your approach at all to like the first jam or like rehearsal with them? As far as like, do you go into something like that trying to play exactly what's on the record, or do you like try to? go in and like i'm gonna throw in some of my own flavors and like let them know what it's gonna be like to play with me and not just like what was there before yeah i mean i i kind of feel like it was definitely the latter of the two it was just like i they sent me material to listen to but i'm just sorry sack of stones and you know didn't listen to shit until the day we were actually gonna rehearse and then on my drive there i remembered i was driving this like old golf at the time I mean, I still have it. I don't know, listen to me talking like, yeah, I remember back in the day. But, I used to have this car. Yeah, still but, do. Like, the stereo was really screwed up, so it was hard to listen to music in the car even. So like, I just said, screw that, and like, just rolled up all my windows and then was listening to it on my phone in the car. And I was like, okay, there's a transition there, transition there. All right, I got this. This will be fine. And like... You know, show up to practice, and this was after like working some gnarly shift too. And then we like sat down to play and you know everything flowed pretty smoothly and like then you know i thought this went great and they were like yeah it went great and then like i got home that night and actually listened to the tracks and i was like wow i was not playing anything that i should have been <laughs> but i mean, I mean but it still you, sounded great yeah like, like you, came, you were able to like make the song sound good and that was what we were looking for and yeah, it wasn't cool. like us fighting you to like go to a beat you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? And you weren't like trying to push us in a direction where we we're like, stop it. And that was that was something that I really liked about playing with these guys was just like the amount of creative freedom that I was getting. And it was like, it was relieving. And it wasn't like they'd let me go way off into the far left field of just like, you know, getting absolutely out there. It's like they definitely reined me in if like I was playing something where it's like, you know, oh no, that's that's a little too much. Like, let's dial it back or like, you know maybe try this and it's like i feel like that like just open conversation of being able to accept criticism and yeah. honestly like a, a lot of them being able to give like the proper criticism and it's like i never felt like i was being cut on my style that was the thing was just like it was always just like this will benefit the entire song so maybe try this out yeah and it's like i always heard it like that seems to be like the next level of the creative process when everybody's kind of of that mindset or yeah. it's like yeah. all right well the constructive criticism can really Absolutely. help this thing along like yeah. can help serve the song if everybody's like doesn't take everything so personally and yeah. realizes that their first idea is not the fucking coolest idea for the song mm -hmm. totally yeah i mean i think most of the time we each write our own parts for the song and everyone's confident in each other and respect each other enough to like let them do that but also we all know that like we all have different ideas and like when someone brings it up it means that they like actually care about it. and we try like we always try everyone's ideas on like you know i mean like you try you're like hey i really want to hear it this way and then you try it, and you're like okay i was wrong you were doing it right let's just move on yeah um, ian wanted to have the blue windscreen yeah ian has the blue windscreen and that exactly worked out and i am that was in life <laughs> <laughs> happy drummer happy band yeah. <laughs> cloud nine over here <laughs> yeah. i mean it takes a level of like 
vulnerability and confidence in yourself and each other that you can just kind of go I don't like you know like I think we this this part can be better like let's try this let's try this and for the person to go yeah like this let's we're servicing hopefully servicing the song and not you know I think we're we're all to a point where like we're really we're good at just kind of like putting our egos aside and working on what makes a song the best it's exactly it like straight up I, like I i was just hoeing around when i got to portland and it's like <laughs> i mean it's like hey i'm a drummer i'll play with you hey i'm a drummer you want somebody to jam with you awesome and like that's kind of how i got in the predicament of seven bands like a month after being it was five before <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting, but yeah i consolidated remember but yeah you know this was the first group of musicians that i sat in with where it was like it it wasn't a battle of egos it was like the biggest battles we had were on like actually making a song but those fights were always like for the sake of the song sounding better not on anybody's part you know what i mean so as you guys prepare to play some real fucking shows in the universe um, like how much of the old stuff is even being played now that you have so much new stuff and obviously there's all this music that you've written with Ian half and half is generous we're yeah. definitely doing like two thirds new one third the the good distraction every time because we're like trying to make set lists we got like 45 minutes sorry Ian's so distracting stop looking at <laughs> uh, it's like we got 45 minutes and uh we're trying to figure it out, and it's like we've played the the Good Distraction song so much, so we're definitely like, ooh, this would be really exciting to play this new one. Ooh, let's do that new one. Ooh, let's. Do... And then we're like, wait, we gotta at least play like three or four from the album, since even though it's old for us, it's new to a lot of people. Right. So I think we have actually like three or four. It's, a, it's a good place to be in. Always, we're most excited about whatever's newest. Right. Which is. A healthy place to be in as a band, I think. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's... I think we basically just play the songs from music videos. That the ones are, Those are the ones that people know and see the most, so we'll play those ones. That makes sense. Because we have to. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a costume change for every single one that matches the music video. Oh, my God. It's that's why bad. we made our favorite uh, yeah. songs into music videos. Because <laughs> we knew we'd be playing them a lot, man, so might as well live it up till we hate it (laughs) (laughs) so do you think you guys will try to follow up with a record pretty quickly too we really want want to to, uh i think we're probably gonna do singles at first yeah Yeah, way all these young kids on the spotify's are just you know (laughs) releasing a song at a time man like full length or a thing of the past we're just going to release every single song on this 20 song album (laughs) and then at the end of it all we're going to release the album and it'll be nothing new. It'll just be everything that was released over the course of the past year. Solid. He called it. I'm dude. in. Yeah. Let's do it. You watch. We're coming for you. You tick, I mean, I talk think shit the heads. real plan <laughs> is a couple singles and then maybe an EP. <laughs> I miss what I would love to get a song so on TikTok though, for real. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Up. Pop it off. Distro Kid uh-huh. will do it for you. You know, Distro Kid. Hey, awesome. Yeah, hey, can you put us hey. on? Uh, <laughs> do, we, do we use Distro Kid? Not, I don't know. 
because this was through the label. This was through mm. Magnetic Moon. Yeah, we do. We use Discord. Yeah, yeah. We, it's good. We, we use Distro. 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 You can get yep. the songs Love on. They get the songs on TikTok. Everybody. I think we have a couple on TikTok now. We have the old one, old old ones, and I think we got a couple of the music video ones on there. At least that's what our management told us. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Magnetic Moon, where their logo is a wolf. I don't I think, think it I'm is. pretty sure it's a Never magnetic moon. <laughs> it's a moon. I just always imagine a wolf howling at a moon. Okay. Seems like so. Bring that cut to this, them. cut this kid out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're leaving this Yeah, that's the money. Sure. Edit this out. Edit this out. <laughs> are you guys doing like extensive demoing for the the stuff that you are writing right now? Do like do you guys get yeah. get down on the production I mean, to a pretty extensive uh, We are doing like eight tracks. Um we're doing it live. Um, but yeah, we have like four mics on the drums. We do, we mic each of the amps and then we do the bass direct in. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting one of the things that we, oh, and then we have like a room mic over here that just picks up oh, nice. everything and it just kind of sounds cool. Um, honestly, it sounds a lot better than we were expecting in this room. Yeah. Jack's been a, doing a lot of work on, on this end and it was dialed. Yeah, Jack's our tech in. wizard for sure. Yeah. Um, did you Thank take you. to that stuff right. pretty early on? Like kind of being that person yeah. in the band and I think geeking I, out about the gear and whatnot? A little bit. Like my brother was more into it and then I kind of like did what he was doing and then he left the band. And then I was like, okay, well now I'm the guy that has to do it. And oh, then I still call him. Freaking I still call him <laughs> to like help me through, help me through it. Because yeah. he went to school, he went to music school for like composing. So he knows like all the DAWs and like how to record. Yeah. So when I get stuck, I like call him. He's like, oh, dude, how do you not know that? And like, <laughs> shout out to Charlie. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but yeah, so I, like he's shown me a couple of things. And then again, it's like finding how the room sounds. And honestly, I feel like I've just been kind of lucky where I'm like, put it there. I think it'll sound good. And it sounded good. And then we just kind of dial it in on the whatever that thing's called interface. <laughs> that the interface scarlet. yeah the scarlet interface yeah and then this we guy get, yeah the tech guy he's our tech guy <laughs> <laughs> then we go for it <laughs> throw a little compression on everything it's good was there uh ever a time during the old pandy that you guys thought maybe the band would dissolve or was it i mean you're every all pretty other sure month. that this would uh that you guys would keep <laughs> i was like that's <laughs> whoa yeah huh <laughs> I mean, it's been really stressful and really frustrating and it's like hard to, there's been a lot of times where it's like hard to be motivated to do anything. Cause like, you're like, why we're not playing shows? It doesn't feel like we're going to play shows again. Like the, the most exciting thing we can do is a freaking Instagram or YouTube live. So there's definitely a lot of hard times, but like, I mean, we, I don't think there was ever a point where it was like, this is over. No. It was just like, we gotta, we gotta. Yeah, never, I mean, never felt did, that way. In the beginning was when we were working on the papers for signing to Magnetic Moon. I think, or like, was that in the middle? Either like in, as we were, as the pandemic was still going past the six weeks it was supposed to go, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they're like two weeks. Stay at home for two weeks. Yeah. It'll all come back. <laughs> After it extended past that, uh, that's when we really started talking to our management about figuring out like, well, we at least have this album out. We'd love to release it. But then everybody's like figuring out how do you release an album when you can't tour on it and all of that. But we like looking back, it's a lot easier to be like, wow, we actually did a lot during the pandemic. 
where during it was, as they're saying, like super hard. Cause you're like, you can't do the fun part. We couldn't play shows. We couldn't right. hang out with people. You can't, everything is like, oh man, if I hang out with him, am I like potentially going to kill grandma? Like, I don't right. know. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> no, that's not funny. I'm sorry for life. Yeah. I would just imagine that we're going to, we're going to see a new, there's going to be like a new scene Renaissance. out there, you know? Cause yeah. I, I feel like this oh, was probably discouraging for, some some groups of folks especially the like the bands yeah. it's definitely you know oh, yeah. I mean, a little so bit harder of a situation decimated and so many some good venues just yeah. yeah the venues tanked. it's and now it's just being taken over by big venue this was <laughs> so. the closest thing to us experiencing like a world war ii for musicians it's like yeah so much has changed <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah us musicians really had it the you, worst yeah, out of everyone in the pandemic. pandemic you don't get it i haven't played we a got live to play crystal ballroom over like, 30 years. for the first time ever com- during the pandemic like completely yeah. empty which is like true we're like we then... get to play crystal and it's 100 percent empty and that's so weird yeah. but like was it rad it was still super cool. And I mean, like, the building is so cool. Yeah. The floor like moves and shit. And, yeah. it's, and it's like you can actually tell shit. when you're alone in there. Because I feel like when you see shows, you don't really notice. Like You're like, oh, it's moving. Is it moving? Am I high? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and then when we were playing there, you're like, oh, no. It's like on bearing. Yeah. What's her name? Um, was telling us that like that one night, the one last guy there was in the kind of like green room area and he was the last person in the building right and was just kind of locking up and just heard his ghost corner with 40 heard heard like some crazy like party going on in the green room was just like oh fucking band forgot to get the memo and like went and banged on the door and said i'm locking up and all that and like then you know there was still crazy noises and he walked away for a second then came back and opened the door and there was nobody in there at all sounded like a full fucking party of people in this green room and as soon as he opened the door nobody's in there and, and we're getting told this story while we're just like alone it's dark we're not allowed to turn on like all of the lights really because it was like saving power and it was just like i even peed in the dark and that was scary <laughs> but shouts out to crystal for all the cool ipas they gave us yeah the saber tooths, mm-hmm. yeah, and, the, and the opportunity to play. Yeah. Oh, also that. Oh yeah, that was yeah. cool. You know, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> uh, I, it, I yeah, yeah. Shout out Crystal. <laughs> Shout out Crystal. <laughs> crystal already, ball. Already do it. Shout out Crystal. Shout out Crystal. Shout out Crystal Ball. Not my friend Crystal. Everybody do it. <laughs> cool man. Well, I really like the the music. Like, Thank you. you Thanks, know, dude. I know. I know it's not the new music for you guys, but for the the people that it's new to like yeah. myself um and i'm stoked to to see like this live show thank, thank you yeah, we're, we're so, so excited. excited are you gonna be there i don't know i would like to be i don't know if it's sold is if there's like a ticket situation still... you know <laughs> yeah we didn't sell it out you come on i don't through, know what man. that i don't know <laughs> i've never this is a I brand new venue i think it's they're 300 i think it's 300 cap it's a brand new venue People are very excited to see music. Who knows what yeah. could happen? I don't know. I don't I even mean, know fingers if it's crossed capacity, we sell it out. You know? but, uh, let Maybe us know my if you go. One. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry, Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. I have, not, I have not seen a 40 feet tall live show before. 
Wow. That's crazy that we've run into each other so many times at shows. I know. And never been like one that we were on. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad that I I get to see it like as this lineup. This is 40 feet tall to me. Yeah. Beautiful. There it is. Yeah. The next year we're going to change the name. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Edit that out, please. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, this yeah, is, I really appreciate this is it. Tight. Just to to close out, I I'm curious, uh, Jack and Cole, you guys have been playing music together since you're in in high school, so that's a pretty good amount of time. So what do you uh, what do you think that uh, contributes to the sustainability of like the friendship and like making a creative partnership as well? I think that we. The, I mean, the idea behind yeah. this band, I think, has has always been like friendship first, music second, and that kind of sounds cliche. But you know, if there's ever like a moment where like this isn't working and our relationships, just as people and as friends, are getting fucked up, <clears throat> that comes first. And I mean, Jack and I have known each other since we were in diapers. Our families yeah, like are our, we're like his family is friends. my family, like vice yeah, versa. So I think that like we've kind of carried that mentality of just like it's just one big community and family and like, you know, we're there for each other as people before anything else. And I think that that makes just a stronger and happier band, obviously. So Totally. And I mean, I think on the music side, like it was easy to start 40 feet all up again, stop whenever it happens and whatever iteration, just because we've been playing music together for I mean, over 15 years. Jesus. And I know. I was like, that number, I was like, oh, damn. But like, it it definitely, like, it it just clicks really easily. And we both have very different styles, at least on guitar. So like, when we're playing and when we're writing, it it definitely, like, pushes each other in a direction. And then um, I played with Brett for, like, three years. And then it was easy to click him in because we, like... It was just like easy, and then Ian is just such a kick-ass drummer. It was just like boom. It's all you. Solid Lego. <laughs> We're ready to go. So I'm just in it for the big money. Yeah, I yeah. assumed. Yeah. When I came in the house, I was like, Brett, this guy's here for the money. Yeah. These dirty Converse, <laughs> they're Kanye Converse. Wait till you see mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I dig the tunes, and I think like it seems pretty clear, even listening to, especially a good distraction that the influences seem to flow from a lot of different like genres and sub genres of like rock and roll and seems to be a, a lot packed in. Like I just appreciate the, the different dynamics that are explored on the record and super stoked to see or to hear all the, the shit that you guys have been working on. Thank so, you so yeah, much. You. We're yeah, we're stoked on having that out there and what we're going to do next. Playing shows. Yeah. So excited for shows. Yeah. All right. Well, we end this thing with the guests saying the tagline for the show, which is, it's a program. So if we could get the 40 feet tall, it's a program, we can properly end this thing. Mm-hmm. Like all together? You can do it however you would like to. One, two, three. It's, it's a, a program. program. They nailed it, everybody. That was very tight. This the drummer counting us in. That was, that was, the best. That was solid. Best um, it used to be a barbershop quartet. <laughs> <laughs> the 40 Feet Tall Barbershop Quartet EP 
coming at you soon. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas special. Uh, <laughs> that just gave me an idea for a new musical or music video. <laughs> musical, I'm writing musical, music yes. <laughs> Hamilton, no, Marquette. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna play it out with uh, maybe my favorite track off of a good distraction, and it's "Don't Tell Your Mom." Hell yeah. And that's uh, that's it, everybody. That's the that's the jelly jams, and we will catch you on the flip side, Portland. All the links will be in the episode notes, so you can uh, keep up with these dudes and go see some music. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. shout out to distro kid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast can't say thank you enough to distro kid for their support of this thing and make sure you go into the episode notes and find that distro kid link to receive 30 percent off your first year of membership with distro kid making their 
already affordable prices, even cheaper for you. So make sure you take advantage of that. And the link is also in uh, the link in my Instagram bio on the link tree. So you can find it there as well. Big thanks to DistroKid. Stay up, stay tuned.